When people see folks bleeding themselves dry as volunteers, it doesn't make the prospect of volunteering very appealing. They think that to volunteer means you must completely wipe yourself out, and that's not what it has to mean. You get to take care of yourself. You get to take time off. You cannot neglect yourself into being a better person. And you can't neglect yourself into furthering a cause. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I'm a boundaries coach who specializes in helping women who are focused on what others are thinking and doing and neglect themselves in the process. And I have coached hundreds of people on how to build healthy boundaries using my exclusive build framework. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. I'm an avid beachcomber who collects sea glass, shells, wood, and stones. I am a formerly closeted fan of the Hallmark Channel, especially the Christmas movies. Hello, Christmas in July. I wear fingerless gloves from September to June because my hands are always cold, so I have about 15 pairs. And I get a huge kick out of counting how many days, weeks, and months there are until my birthday or Christmas at completely random times of the year. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. If you like what you've heard on this episode, please screenshot it and share it on your social media and tag me at Higher Power Coaching. This is episode 227. You don't have to save the meeting, the organization, or the cause. This past week, I had two different conversations with fellows in recovery who felt like they had to continue going to 12-step meetings that weren't very healthy because they were afraid that the meeting was going to close. I volunteered for 13 different nonprofit organizations over the years and have been around so many people who felt like they had to save the organization or save the cause and that all would be lost if they personally didn't do everything they could. I've also worked in places where people felt like they had to do everything for the organization. Now, don't get me wrong, I am a big fan of working hard and doing your part and being loyal, but I'm not a big fan of taking on a meeting, an organization, or a cause all on your own. Like, you alone are totally responsible for saving it, and that's why I'm doing this episode. It was sparked by the conversation with these two fellows, but this is something I've seen over and over again. If you work for an organization that seems like it's going to fall apart if you leave, and especially if you feel completely drained, you do not have to take that on. Here's the thing about organizations. They're made up of multiple people. That's why they're called an organization. So if you're doing more work than is reasonable for one human, that's really unhealthy. 
it's unhealthy for you, and it's unhealthy for the organization. It's unhealthy and unsustainable to have a business model that relies on the efforts of one person to succeed. I don't care if you're the executive director or you're a volunteer for the organization. Know that you do not have to carry the weight of the entire organization on your back. Yes, you might feel guilt and shame if you leave, but it's unwarranted guilt and shame, especially if you have been giving your all for all these years. Speaking of unwarranted guilt and shame, I'll put a link in the show notes to my episode about guilt and shame so you can listen to that. That is the thing that stops most people from setting boundaries and saying, hey, this isn't working for me anymore, or I'm not willing to do this anymore. If you're anything like some of my clients, you probably already have the guilt and the shame without even leaving the organization. So if you're going to have the guilt and the shame anyway, you might as well have the peace and serenity that comes from not working yourself to death and stressing yourself out trying to save the world. That is the state that I've seen clients in, as well as volunteers or employees at nonprofits. They feel like they are the ones who are solely responsible for keeping the organization going, and they're riddled with guilt and shame at the thought of even leaving. And actually, they probably are riddled with guilt and shame, even without thinking of leaving, that they should be doing more. For some people, it's not even that it's an organization that they feel they must run themselves ragged for. It's a cause, like hunger, the environment, or gay rights. And that, of course, is very noble. I am a huge fan of people standing up for things they believe in and working towards causes they believe in. I do the same and have for many years. However, you bleeding yourself dry is not going to save the world. And in fact, you're being a poor role model for those who might want to volunteer. When people see folks bleeding themselves dry as volunteers, it doesn't make the prospect of volunteering very appealing. They think that to volunteer means you must completely wipe yourself out. And that's not what it has to mean. You get to take care of yourself. You get to take time off. You cannot neglect yourself into being a better person. And you can't neglect yourself into furthering a cause. I know there are many dire causes out there where people's lives are on the line. But you bleeding yourself dry is not going to bring anyone back. If you've been continually running yourself ragged, bleeding yourself dry for years on end like this, I urge you to get some kind of help. It doesn't have to be that way. If you're so obsessed with an organization or a cause like that, there's something lacking in you where you feel the need to abuse yourself that much. Perhaps it's boundaries coaching. I don't know. Now, back to the two fellows that sparked this whole conversation. They both talked about not wanting to leave recovery meetings that were flailing, they both said not many people were going to those meetings and they weren't particularly healthy either. Gee, do you think there might be a connection between the two? 
Now, one of these fellows was talking about when he first got into that particular fellowship. It was his second or third fellowship. So he knew how recovery works. And anyway, he stayed at a really unhealthy meeting for much too long in this fellowship. And he said, not only was there not much focus on recovery in the room, people were very, very negative, mostly talking about the problem, complaining, and they weren't focused on the steps. They weren't focused on the tools of recovery. They weren't focused on solutions or what their sponsors had to say and all that. And he really felt like that meeting set the tone for his recovery in that fellowship, even though he had recovery in other fellowships. And he just relapsed again for about the fifth time in that program. But he didn't want to leave that meeting because he was the only one with any recovery in the room. And he felt that if he left the meeting, it would fall apart. Now, he eventually did leave because of a schedule change, though, not because of the meeting. The other fellow I spoke with was someone who was both trying to save a person and trying to save a meeting. She called me because she was having difficulty figuring out how to not feel guilty and not rescue someone. In the course of our conversation, it came out that the rescuing was also about the meeting, not just the other person. The person they were trying to save is super unhealthy and keeps saying that I'm not physically healthy enough to go to a meeting, but they also don't want to go to Zoom meetings for some reason. And my friend wants to go to that person's house and get them and make them go to a meeting, even though she intellectually understands that is rescuing and for her is not healthy but she still feels guilty about it. And I said, well, tell me where the guilt comes in. And that's when she told me her rescuing behavior was about the meeting too, not just about the other fellow in recovery. She said, there's not really that many people at the meeting. So having even one additional person makes a difference. So we started talking more and more about that meeting and how my friend feels guilty that if she stops going to that meeting, which is not giving her the recovery she wants, then that meeting will fold. And I said, you know what? I'm going to tell you what somebody told me a number of years ago. This guy had been in NA for like 30 years, and we were talking about an unhealthy meeting in a different fellowship. And he said, you know, Barb, if that particular meeting closes, that's okay, because the fellowship isn't going anywhere. If a specific 12-step recovery meeting closes, it probably needed to close because it probably wasn't very healthy. And we want healthy meetings so that when newcomers arrive, they can hear and see that recovery is possible in this fellowship. So if you feel like it's your sole responsibility for keeping a particular 12-step meeting going, then please know that you don't have to take on that weight. If you're not really getting what you want and need from that meeting, if you're there for the meeting and not for yourself, please stop and please go to another meeting. And the same is true if it's some other organization or cause. If you're not getting your needs met, and in fact, if you're completely drained, then move on because you deserve to have your needs met too. 
If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do, instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-released podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listen to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.